Says Smithy. How are you, lads? Good, mate. Good. I'm Chris. Hey, I'm Rooster. <laughs> Smithy. <laughs> we're always going to be stick with that for a little while. Yeah. yeah. People yeah, don't know who they're talking welcome to. Welcome to the Modern Ancestral Man podcast. Yeah. Not the Ancestral Modern Man. No. <laughs> Maybe maybe that's why he's got so many followers. Because everyone's yeah, like, oh man. Yeah. Type Could us in. Could be that. Go there. Yeah. Let's go with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big topic today, fellas. Big topic. Big, big topic. Cholesterol. It's been frying my noodle a bit trying to uh, just come up with something reasonably um, interesting to say about this. Yeah. We're, yeah. Not, uh, we're not medical doctors or nah. anything, so do your own Try research. Exactly. But there's a lot coming out now about cholesterol. And Three bums off the street with an opinion. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. So form your own opinion. Well, it's always funny, isn't it? You go, you go to a, a party. Nah, you're probably not talking about it. Nah. A party, but you know, you, you know, amongst your mates, you know, what's what's your cholesterol like, boys? How 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 are you with your cholesterol? Oh yeah, well my HDL is this and my LDL is that, and well, that's not actually your cholesterol, is it? Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Yeah, for a start, yep. So we talk about how high is your cholesterol? Oh, it's eight point eight. Yeah, oh, that's pretty high. Oh, you're gonna die. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> it's not even cholesterol, is it? You know, you're looking at different particle lipoprotein particles um, that you know, whatever it is, it's not cholesterol itself, is it? So it's very nuanced area. Mm. I will tell you guys a quick story. So I went to uh, the doctor a while ago, and uh, I'm, I'm 45, and she wanted to do a couple of checks. So one of the checks was cholesterol. And I've checked my cholesterol sort of periodically over the years myself, and I also have a job where we have a medical and it gets tested there. So I sort of knew what it was going to be roughly, and uh, she wanted to retest it. So I thought, oh, fair enough, a free, free test. So I did my fast, went in, had my um, cholesterol and glucose done. Glucose was really good, and uh, I get a call back. Oh, here we go. I know what this is going to be about. <laughs> fucking cholesterol. So I thought, all right, then, here we go. So I went in there, and the lady also has a medical student with her. So kind of ganging up on me a little bit <laughs> but oh here we go and uh, it wasn't even that high my, my cholesterol my LDL um, I'm going to say LDL cholesterol my LDLC which you might get into was uh, I think it was about 5 so not crazy but not as low as they'd like it to be and my triglycerides were very good and my HDL cholesterol was very good and uh, she started giving me the talk and I had to sort of cut her off I said look there's no chance I'm uh, going to go on medication for this and we'll probably get into this a little bit later and um, I said is this the only reason that you called me in and she said oh yeah I'm a bit worried because this is a bit high and um, I said oh well I'm ageing a bit now and I would expect it to climb a little bit and I have uh, recently just come off a meat based diet as well so um, it's possible that that would have pushed up a little bit but uh, she goes oh we'll put it into a risk calculator for you yeah, some stupid thing they put in their computer where they type in your little yeah, numbers all these computer models mate they, yeah. th they think that's the be all and end all. So she said, well, we've got a 4% risk now because of this. Oh, 4%, that's not bad. Um, I said, if you're worried, send me for a um, coronary calcium scan. She said, oh, no, 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 we couldn't do that. I said, well, that's probably the gold standard of seeing whether I've got any, um, you know, any plaques in my arteries, isn't it? And she goes, oh, yeah, well, do you have chest pain? I'm like, well, no, of course I don't have chest pain. She goes, you ever had a heart attack? I'm like, you know, I haven't had a heart attack. And she made me feel like a real idiot. And I'm like, all right, you know, you need a doctor's prescription for it, so I guess I'm not getting my um, calcium scan from her. But yeah, we we, we left, we parted ways. And, yeah. Uh, so just, she uh, she obviously just realised during that conversation, Smithy, that you knew a lot more than she thought you did. I, I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I, I think a lot of doctors who are very clever people probably have a very um, narrow view of cholesterol. 
probably don't get into the nuances of it yeah. and I'm not claiming that I have more knowledge than them but I'm probably coming at it from a different angle and yeah. I don't think we're ever going to agree because um, there's zero chance that I'm going on to a statement mate, mate, I had a similar experience my doctor my doctor referred to a previous blood test where my cholesterol was higher than he wanted yeah. and I tried to explain to him that I've been on a keto diet for a long time and I eat a yeah. lot of um, eggs I eat avocados saturated yeah. fats like meat that yeah. sort of stuff that's um, for fuel, fat for fuel. Yeah. yeah. Um, so reduced carbs, a lot of no, no processed foods. He didn't want to know about it. He no. didn't. He just dismissed my keto f- sort of um, eating yeah. as it, like like blasphemy. Like, what are you talking about, mate? Yeah. Like, how, how's that going to? You got cholesterol, and he was dead keen on getting me on some medication. Yeah. And I just told him, I said, look, I'm not going on medication for this. I know yeah. I'm, I'm healthy. Yeah. I exercise every day. Yeah. I'm fit for my age. Yeah. I eat well. I don't. Yeah. And I just, I was really pissed off at him. Yeah. And it just sort of reinforced to me that the mainstream medical system is all about just fixing you with pills. They want to get you on a drug, yeah. which you've got to take for the rest of your life. Yeah. And that's their one sort of funnel that they put you into to, I'm putting my hands in the air, inverted commas, fix you. Yep. Yeah. Even though it doesn't really fix you which again, we'll probably talk about later. And a lot of doctors won't treat you as their doctor. If you come in with score high cholesterol and you say, oh, I'm not gonna take it, they'll be like, I can't be your doctor. Yeah, so right. They've got no other tricks up their yeah. sleeve. That's that's their one their one trick ponies. Yep. That's really what it is. They don't wanna talk about lifestyle, really. No. You know, maybe some doctors do, I'm putting more on, so generally speaking. Yeah, they're your more holistic alternative uh-huh. sort of doctors. Yeah. But your mainstream doctor is just all about prescribing your pills. Yeah. So yeah. Even, even though so if you look at where cholesterol comes from it's made in your liver uh, and some body cells make your body makes 80 percent of the cholesterol yeah. that you've got right so even if you change your diet what your liver does is adjusts so if you take yes. more dietary cholesterol in your body adjusts and makes less and yeah. vice versa mm-hmm. if you take in less it makes more Correct. so even even the food that you eat cholesterol in red meat and you know those kind of eggs whatever you eat more of that your body then makes less of it that's a great point it's crazy it's crazy that you know even yeah so it's yeah well did you guys know that every single cell in your body can make cholesterol every Every single cell it can't make not all cells can make enough to sustain what they need which is why like cj said the liver makes the majority of it which then gets shuttled around your body but if you don't have cholesterol you are you are dead it's vital for life. It's, it's in vital for life. over 30 trillion cells in your body. Yeah. Well, no last cholesterol, week, no life. No, exactly. Yeah. And last week we talked about nootropics and, and brain health. Yeah. Cholesterol is vital for your brain yeah, health. Brain's and, made of fat. Yeah. Fat head. Your, 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 <laughs> your neurotransmitters, your connectivity is all lined with um, myelin, which is a product of, of cholesterol. Yeah. You start reducing your cholesterol and all that those myelin sheaths break down, you're heading down towards Alzheimer's, um, dementia, those yep. sort of mental conditions. Oh, your hormones. Breast milk. Yes. What's breast milk made of? Yeah, exactly. Mostly cholesterol. It cholesterol. seems strange that it's a, such a bad thing if that's the first food we get, it's yeah. pretty much cholesterol. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Um, yeah. You know, of course we want everything in balance to a certain extent, but it's definitely been vilified. Mm. Um, I think I've talked about it in the past and I've used the analogy of it being you know the firefighter or the arsonist 
Yes. It turns up in inflammation, but we might talk about insulin resistance and metabolic syndrome a little bit later. Yeah. Cardiovascular disease, but it, it is often there in inflammation, but is it coming in to help that inflammation or is it uh, causing the inflammation? So there's, there's a lot of old school thought about it's the one that's caused the inflammation. You have high cholesterol, it's yep. causing inflammation, it's blocking, it's causing plaque in your arteries and blocking your arteries and you have a heart attack or coronary vascular yeah. disease. It's the whole um, cardio correlation versus causation yeah. argument. Yeah. A lot of the paths I went down with this research was it all just pretty much highlighted that there is no link between cholesterol and heart disease. There is no actual scientific evidence no. to support a link between the two. And that, o- that's only, actually a fact. Only the fact that when they have done um, autopsies on people that have died from heart attacks back in the day, they found in the plaque cholesterol. So I think that's how they came up with the theory that cholesterol was a problem. So absolutely, yeah. If you've got plaque in your arteries, it absolutely has been cholesterol, which has then been consumed by a monocyte, which becomes a macrophage, which then becomes a foam cell, and it goes into your artery wall. So then the lumen, so the hole, the space where the blood flows, the size of that gets smaller because you've got this big plaque, but your body has to shuttle cholesterol around, wrapped up in lipoproteins, so LDL, low density lipoprotein. Yes, so it's circulating around your bloodstream because it needs to, because all the cells in your body need it and it's an essential part. So it's always gonna be in your blood. Yeah. And your blood is aqueous, so water-based. Yep. Cholesterol is fat-soluble. Yep. So that needs to have a, a boat, essentially, to carry it around to all those cells. Mm-hmm. So that's where you start with VLDL. VLDL, yep. Very low density. So that's carrying essentially cholesterol triglycerides around your body. As it delivers them to your cells in the body, it gets lower and lower and lower. Yep. Comes back to the heart and then or liver and does the same thing again. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So one thing, one point that I read was um, heart disease is an inflammatory process caused by hyperglycemia, hyperinsulinemia, yep. insulin resistance, and the oxidation and metabolization of sugars, alcohol, and particularly fructose um, through carbs and sugars. Mm-hmm. So that's why a lot of diabetic, diabetics have uh, more propensity for heart disease. So well, uh, before you go on, mm-hmm. there's a really good quote that I saw from Dr. Robert Kraft. So he was kind of big on uh, this back in the 70s. Even Kraft cheese? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the owner of the New England Patriots? Okay. Um, no, but he, he said, uh, let me get this quote, it was... Uh, those with cardiovascular disease not diagnosed with diabetes are just simply undiagnosed. So yeah. any cardiovascular disease is a diabetic condition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's pretty much sums up that, oh, right, that, yeah. those points there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's no mention of 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 cholesterol contributing to that inflammatory process of the yes, heart. That's right. No, it's, it just, it's just in. present, like you said. Like, is it the arsonist or the firefighter? Yeah. It has to be present. Of course, it is contained within those yeah. atherosclerotic plaques, which they find in the cell walls. Yeah. And but is, it's not the cause. And is it coming in to help those or clear out those ma- macrophages that you were talking about before? Yeah. Which is the inflammation. And it, it's, maybe it's a, a scar on your artery and it comes in to mm-hmm. patch up that scar and makes that. Um, it closes the lumen so there's less blood flow yeah 
Yeah. So it is there. Like it's if you have it. extremely high levels of LDL cholesterol, they cannot form a foam cell, which becomes the plaque, in the absence of inflammation. They can't. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that alone shows that it's not the whole, you know, box and dice, this oh, LDL is going to kill you. Yeah. It's more to do with your, what Rooster said, your metabolic health. So your insulin resistance, your glucose levels, um, and your level of inflammation and all your other lifestyle factors. The LDL really is just, it's there. Yeah. But it's yeah. not it's not the cause. No. It does get combined with other things through a process. Yeah. But you can't exclude cholesterol, like we said, or, yeah. or you know, not cholesterol, but LDL. Yeah. So Same. has cholesterol become, sorry, mate, you go. Oh, I just had another, uh, there's another guy called, Thomas Dayspring, who's uh, he was probably an early proponent of cholesterol is no issue. So he said, uh, in reality, heart attacks are due to insulin resistance, and LDL is a near worthless predictor for heart disease. Yeah. So that's backing up what you were just saying there. Well, you guys with a study now. Oh yeah. This is a big study. This was a study that looked. So it was a systematic review. So a systematic review is a study that looks at other studies. So it looked at nineteen large studies of elderly people. In total, there are 68,000 participants, so quite big. The study's called Lack of an Association or an Inverse Association Between LDL Cholesterol and Mortality in the Elderly. What it found is, in 16 of these 19 studies, so the vast majority, the people with the highest levels of LDL, C, live the longest. So, yep. That's quite a big study. People above That's 60 huge. years of age live longer with higher LDL cholesterol. Higher. That's what that report was saying. Yes. Yep. Yep. 68,000 participants. Yep. The vast majority of those studies. Ramsden et al. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. And why would it go up as you age? To protect your brain. Exactly. Yeah. Brain, we talk about it in our nootropics mm -hmm. episode. But yeah, it's a neuroprotective. It's... And... The big thing, it's a, it's part of your immune system. Yeah. So the reason why it goes up is to protect your brain as you get older because the yep. that happens, the degeneration of your brain. So it's all these things kind of make sense when you look into them. You go, okay, well, what we've been told is not quite right. Definitely not. And then you look into it further and, well, why would, as a, and two million years of evolution, why would it do that? Why would it go up as you get eight? Well, why would it go up as you get older? Yeah. Well, to protect you. So you're better as you, cognitively, as you age. Yeah. So, um, the big question is, why is the medical profession trying to reverse what our bodies naturally do? I think we know. <laughs> what are the, one of the most lucrative things <laughs> in the history of man. That Before the COVID vaccine, they were the most yep. Yep. lucrative. Yeah. yeah. What other findings did you find in that report, mate? Well, mate, if you look at the graph of living the longest as well the most dangerous in aging the the group with the highest mortality rate were the ones with the lowest ldlc wow so yep <laughs> i mean that's quite damning but that's yeah. that's inverse of what we've been told for 20 inverse yeah 50 years yeah yeah it's, it's, it's probably world war ii things are changing you know maybe yeah. the 60s definitely the 50s there was an explosion yeah. of paranoia i think um was it eisenhower or one of the u.s presidents had a heart attack yeah yeah and then, then there was the Ansel Keys like. research. Oh, oh yeah, Ansel, yeah. yeah. But just without stealing your thunder there, Smitty, that same report um, stated that um, those with increased LDL cholesterol had lower rates of infection and lower rates of cancers. Yeah. 
and the ones, ones with low cholesterol levels had increased incidences of depression um, and lower rates of LDL cholesterol um, with depression mm. results in a higher rate of suicide. Yeah. So those two combinations can, can cause a higher rate of suicide in people. Yeah. Amazing. It's, it's pretty damning, isn't it? So that Ansel Keys thing, right, you just touched on there. Are we talking about cholesterol being um, blasphemed like fat was in the 80s? So remember back in the 80s, fat was demonised. Mm-hmm. Everything was all low fat. They pumped the sugar up. The sugar industry was behind that, and that's no that's no conspiracy. That they were behind that, and that's Absolutely. not a fact. Yep. But I was re- I was listening to this thing right. Um, uh, going back to this uh, 2015, the Journal of American Medical Association published a report showing internal documents from the Sugar Research Foundation, um, and they were talking about evidence of how sugar caused heart disease, and this has gone far back as the 40s and 50s. So the American Medical Association published a report um, showing that the Sugar Research Foundation declared that sugar caused heart disease. Mm. Um, in these documents, they also listed the payoff uh, uh-huh. bribes of three Harvard professors to exonerate sugar and label cholesterol as the cause of heart disease. Mm. So this is going back to the 40s and 50s, which you just um, mentioned then. Um, Interestingly enough, one of those um, Harvard professors, Professor Mark, was then promoted to the head of the FDA. Uh, so this is a guy from the Sugar Sugar yeah, Research Foundation. Yeah. Um, and he then helped formulate, in 1979, the dietary recommendations for America. And that was to, to promote the larger intake of carbs and sugars and less saturated fats and cholesterol. Did it say how much they were paid off? It, it didn't. It was a, wow. min- it was a minimal amount. Really? Yeah, not much in today's standards. But we're talking back in the 1950s, yeah? So yeah, but, but comparison. That's, what they, that's what they say is that minimal payoff for those people um, has changed the whole landscape yeah. of... For bugger all money. For minimal money. Because what you said there, mate, changing the landscape, as a result of that, 30% reduction in, in Americans... Uh, a 30% reduction in fat and cholesterol uh, intake in their diets, a 33% reduction in red meat. So this is since this uh, 1950 Mm -hmm. thing. And increase in sugar, sugar, seed oils. And seed oils, um, nuts and grains, and um, processed carbs. Yeah. Yeah. The result, increase in diet in heart disease tripled. Yeah. That's that's a a stat. Yeah. Uh, and along with those is diabetes, obesity, Alzheimer's and Parkinson's have all skyrocketed since that period. Yeah. Crazy. You don't have to be fucking Einstein to put these things together, do you? It's not a conspiracy. It, it's, no. it's, it's almost fact. It's fact. It's fact. Well, it's fact. These yeah. things happen and, and these are documented now. Yeah. I, I don't know if you guys uh, looked into that um, Framingham study. Um, it's a 30-year study um, yes. that went into the study of cardiology. They reckon for cardiologists... It's a go-to study. Um, Results uh, showed uh, by dropping total cholesterol by one milligram per deciliter, Mm -hmm. you increase coronary and total mortality by 11%. Mm. So one milligram per deciliter. If you drop your cholesterol by that much, you increase your mortality and coronary mortality by 11%. But two years later, the American Heart Association fraudulently claimed... So they, they, they changed these figures to suit themselves. They f- claimed that 1% decrease in total cholesterol 
equal to 2% increase in heart disease risk. So totally fraudulent, fraudulently manipulated the, yep. the figures to make it a lot less, a 1% um, decrease in your total cholesterol, a 2% increase in your death, whereas it's actually 11%. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Yeah. And the question that I ask myself, and then you've got this Seven Nation study, Ansel Keys, I'll just go on one more little yeah, rant, yeah, yeah. run a little rant good. here. So this Seven Nation studies, right, um, declared that in Seven Nations, as you increased cholesterol, you also saw an increase in heart disease. Correlation, not causation. So you can argue that point. But that was fraud, that, all his stuff was fraudulent anyway. Man, how's this? So he had data for 23 countries. To, to prove, yeah. to, 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 to argue, and he cherry-picked yes. seven nations that he used. So across the board, there isn't even any correlation whatsoever. So this seven nations report from Ansel Keys, and in actual fact, he was paid by the sugar industry as well, yep. this Ansel Keys, to, to, yeah, to, yep. to do this seven nations study. Yeah. The whole question to me was just like, fucking why? Yep. Why? Follow the money. Yeah. Follow the money. Sugar industry, eh? sugar industry and then link it in with the pharmaceutical industry yep crazy yeah, that's crazy 140,000 heart attack pa uh, patients in the USA more than half had low LDL cholesterol yeah so if it's not cholesterol causing heart disease what is it well can I throw a spanner in the works well, let's go I, yeah. I did find a little nuance so I found myself because I've researched this a bit and I started thinking why are almost all doctors on board because I don't believe doctors are bad people I think Absolutely they, I not, think they yeah. operate in a difficult system which is dominated by the pharmaceutical industry but I think by and large the majority of people who become doctors want to help people but also by people as well right so if you go into the doctor like I've got pain yep. we probably all watch painkiller and yeah. you know, dope sick and those ones and you, well, I want to get better straight away mm -hmm. I'm going to go in I'm going to take that pill I've got seven minutes with a doctor Yep. Give me that pill, yep. I'll feel better. So yep. it's on us as well. Oh yeah. The, the whole system is rigged. But I went down the rabbit hole a bit because I'm sitting here and I'm wondering like, why is this such a, a dogmatic, just all encompassing view, just don't eat any meat, cholesterol's bad, it's gonna kill you. Yeah. So there are some nuances to it, which I found which I believe in, which is mm. to do with cholesterol particle size, or sorry, LDL particle size. So not cholesterol, but low-density lipoprotein particle size. So you touched on it before, CJ. So there's sort of five levels of um, particle size. So the first one is called a colimicron. So as soon as you eat a meal, you get these giant, big, fatty colimicrons, which will, for a very brief period, circulate around in your blood. But by the time you fasted, they're non-existent. So you don't see them in a test, right? And they're in your gut. They're in your gut. Yep. So then, but after that, you've got, you spoke about it, VLDLs, so um, very low-density lipoproteins. So they, they're quite big, they're low-density. VLDLs become IDLs, intermediate-density lipoproteins. As they travel around the body. As they travel around the body. They're essentially like a cargo ship, you spoke yep. about it. So they're a lipoprotein so that they can go in your blood because fat and water don't mix. So they, they go in this lipoprotein carrier. Think of it like a cargo truck or a ship. They float around, they deliver these um, free fatty acids or cholesterols to various parts of the body as they need it. Triglycerides. Triglycerides, yeah. whatever. As they offload their cargo, obviously they're not as, um, they basically become um, more dense. So smaller they go from and the, smaller as they go. Smaller around. and smaller, yeah, exactly. Dense, because dense, they get, dense so the density sort of increases because they're not as 
if you can yes yeah. so then they become intermediate density lipoproteins they go down to low density lipoproteins and then even lower than that is HDL which is a whole other section we'll talk about that later but in the low density lipoprotein um, carrier carrier yeah. there's different subdivisions of density again and the, the most dense, smallest particle of LDL is called a small dense LDL. So you've got large buoyant, small dense, and then everything in between. These small dense LDLs do seem to be a big problem. And not everyone carries a large percentage of them, but some people do seem to. But when you go and get your normal LDL, so when you go to the doctor and you do a blood test and they're testing your cholesterol, you usually get LDL, you'll get uh, HDL and you'll get triglycerides. But within LDL, they don't give you any breakdown of the particle size of LDL. So you could have a lot of small dense LDLs or you could have almost none. It seems to me, and I don't know if you guys went down this rabbit hole or if you looked into it, but if you do have a large proportion of small dense LDLs, if you did what's called a lipid subfraction test where they look at the, the, the makeup of your LDL cholesterol, Small dense ones do seem to be really atherogenic, which means make plaques in your arteries and cause heart disease, along with the other factors that we spoke about. So I think that's where. Is that because they're getting this... caught in the artery and then it's causing the inflammation and that inflammation process is coming through? It's something to do with the fact that they're so small that they can infiltrate the lumen wall yeah. more. And therefore, they're much like much more likely to cause a foam cell, yeah. which is like what we spoke about. Yeah, it's I'm sure it's much more complicated than that, but that's basically what I came across. Yeah, that's that's a good simplification for us. Yeah. So, I found myself like asking myself, how do I know? So we all just said, oh, our, our LDL C, our LDL cholesterol volume is a little bit high, right? So I found myself wondering. I wonder if I have many small dense LDLs. Yeah. So there's two ways you can find out. One's an expensive way and one's a cheap way. So you can get what's called a lipid subfraction test. So it's like going to get your cholesterol tested except it'll cost you a few hundred bucks. I think around 200 and something dollars if you order it yourself. Your doctor won't order it for you, but if you want to go and order it off um, iMedical or iScreen or one of those carriers, and it'll give you a report and it'll tell you essentially what your breakdown of your LDLC is and really whether you have many small dense LDLs and that's a really good way to find out but you've got to spend a lot of money mm. but there's a cheaper way which is that if you look at your normal blood test so you look at your triglycerides your LDL and your HDL they're the three values that you get if your triglycerides in Australia are not above 0.8 millimoles so if they're not higher than 0.8 then you've only got a 4.2% chance of having small dense LDLs and if your triglycerides are not above 5 millimoles this is an Australian range you've got almost 0% chance of having small dense Point LDL. 0.5 did you say? 0.5 0.5 yep. so the lower the better is what you're saying? the lower the better also triglycerides which triglyceride is uh, a fat storage yeah. molecule yeah. essentially taking it around your body to yeah yeah 
So it's good for times of fasting. It's it's an yeah. energy store. Yeah. So pure fasted triglyceride is a glycerol molecule with three fatty acids attached to it. Yeah. It'll just shuttle it around, give you energy, you'll break it down, you know, through um, your fat burning mechanisms. But the other one is if you have a HDL cholesterol of above 1.3, again, in the Australian reference range, you've got a very low chance of having small, dense LDLs. I know this is real nerdy, I'm nearly done. No, no, <laughs> no. It's I'm writing it interesting, down. man. And if your triglyceride to HDL ratio is less than 0.9, and this is all in millimoles per litre because we're in Australia, so that's the range we use. Again, you very, very low chance of having the really atherogenic, bad... Um, version of small dense LDLs. So when you started talking about those statistics there, mate, yep. those facts, yep. you started off by saying that um, you believe that all doctors are genuinely concerned about your health and want to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. does, does that information that you just portrayed there, is that something that you think doctors know about and are therefore wanting to, to, to address that's why they might. So do you, do you think the majority of doctors would have a clue about this no. the S, SD, LDL so. com, component of, of, an L, of, a, of a reading? No, I, I don't believe so. I, I, think, I think some really good doctors who are interested in it would. Yeah. And probably, you know, definitely like cardiologists and stuff would be all over it. This is relatively newer stuff. Like yeah, a lot right. of these studies have only come out in the last sort of five or more years that this has really started to get looked into, like particle size. Yeah. I think before that, it's honestly, it's just been the big con. It's like, oh yeah, that guy had high cholesterol, bang, heart attack, dead. So what was that? Can you just give me that um, that reading again of the LDL? Yeah. Um, which would be unacceptable for a doctor. And then what, how much? Oh, do you mean like what their reference range is when you just go to the doctor? Yeah, so that's what I gathered from that information that you said there. So if they're looking at a reference range of LDL, yep. are they assuming then that you've got a high level of SDLDL? Oh, I, I don't know what their thought process is in terms of that. I think they honestly just look at the Heart Foundation reference range and they say, oh, yeah, LDL is above right, whatever. So, because I know they look at HDL LDL ratio, and I think some of them look at triglyceride HDL ratio. Yep. Yes. That'd be it. That'd be it, mate. But that's it. Yeah. I don't think their rationale is, oh, because I'm worried about small dense LDLs. But if you do go down the rabbit hole and you look at these small dense LDLs, these do seem to be a problem. Right. So, yeah, if you're worried about it, you can either get the lipid subfraction test, the expensive one, that will give you an absolute breakdown of what your particle size is, yep. or you can do those simple sums. So, essentially, triglycerides less than 0.8, um, triglyceride HDL ratio less than 0.9, and HDL is above 1.3. Right. If you can rule out those things, I think, who cares what your LDL is? Yeah. That, that's my honest opinion. Not a doctor. Don't take it as medical advice. Yeah. But so if someone's listening to this does. and then they get concerned about, oh, shit, if, um, if I need to be concerned about my SLDL, SD, SLD, SDLDL, SDLDL, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, is this correct in, in me? Because I, I sort of had a look at that SDLDL and that's um, the metabolites of um, uh, alcohol and fructose. Yep. Is that what, the, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm, yeah. I, I was new to this SLDL thing as well and yeah. th that's what I sort of learned they are of. So if you if you avoided your alcohol intake and, and avoided your sugars with fructose, yeah. your your concern for SDLDLs yeah. would be less, yeah? 100%. Yeah. Even though your LDL reading might still be high, yeah. 
you can, you can sort of take a, a lifestyle change by reducing alcohol, reducing fructose intake 100%. to avoid that SD, SLDL yeah. um, that's, impact. That's my, that's my opinion. Yeah. 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 There's one other curveball. Yeah. Just two seconds I'll touch on it, then I'm going to yeah, shut yeah. up for ages. That's, that's good. good. There's a test called lipoprotein little a, which you can get. I've done it. It's, it, it's essentially checking for a genetic susceptibility to atherosclerosis. So it's a one-time test, you do it once in your life, it's super cheap. And you test for lipoprotein little a and it'll give you a range. So I think the range is something like 30 to 300 or something like that. You want it to be as low as possible. Just do it one time in your life because it doesn't really change. It's more just what you've inherited from your ancestry. Mm -hmm. If your lipoprotein A, lipoprotein little a, if that's really high, then you are extremely susceptible to atherosclerosis and you should probably take a lot more notice of what your dietary so that test mate is is lipo 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 protein l-i-p-o protein Protein, yeah and then afterwards it's got a little lowercase a right is there a dash like a little Uh, dash a or just just an a straight after protein yep it's a little a not a big a little a yep okay um i ordered it because i just wanted to have peace of mind and mine was super low it was like 10 just, just, it's just luck. Yep. Doesn't have to do with like how much macas you eat or how much you drink or how many it's a genetic test. It's not a genetic test. It's a blood test, but it's essentially showing you, you know, have you won the lottery or are you really unlucky? You yeah, just right. Get a number. What's the cost of that test? It's fuck all. It was like twenty bucks or something. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think the European Heart Association actually recommends it as a test you should do once in your life. Yeah. Or some of the someone like some pretty reputable. Thing, but you don't really hear about it too much in Australia. Like I don't know that many doctors are like, we should test your life protein little a because I'm worried about your long-term health. So would that be similar to a coronary calcium score test? No, no, not at all. So coronary calcium score is... No, but I mean, sorry, in the, in the way that um, you only need one test of it and that'll just tell oh, you... No, that's you definitely only need one life protein little a because it won't really change. Right. Um, coronary calcium could, could change. Could change. You do one when you're 20, could yes. look all good, then yep. do one when you're 60 and it could be... Gotcha. Yeah, have some plaque in there, so yeah, uh, sort of a different thing, I guess. But yeah, so yeah, I, I reckon, in my opinion, that I'm not worried. I, I couldn't give two shits about LDL. I don't think it's the villain. Yeah, I think it's an essential thing that is associated with good health. But if my if I did a test and I thought my small dense LDL was high or I had high life protein A, I would probably be more concerned. And mate, can you just repeat the name of that test to be able to find your SDL LDL? Oh, so it's called a lipid subfraction test. Lipid subfraction test. Yep. Um, you can order it off iMedical or iScreen, yep. I'm pretty sure, which are both Australian websites, and I'm sure there are others that do it as well. Yeah, right. Um, I'm sure your doctor could order it for you, but yep. literally it costs a few hundred bucks, so I don't think they would. Yeah, right. Most doctors would say, well, what am I going to do with the information? That's yep. probably fair. Yeah. That's interesting, man. So someone is really, really concerned about their, their cholesterol. Yeah. That's going to be a more accurate uh, indication of... A demon, yeah, in, in your in your blood, yeah, than LDL or HDL, yeah, or triglycerides, yeah, 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 right. That's what I came up with, but yeah, I'm going to not talk now for a while. You guys can. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to check that out, mate. I just made a note of that that lipid subtraction test. I'm going to have a look at it. Yeah, I reckon it's worth it. Yeah, yeah especially if you're going to try and get your doctor to do it for you. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, like yeah, we've all got you know older um, family members, particularly yeah. those older older people that are sort of getting diagnosed as high cholesterol and, and getting pushed onto statins, yeah. it'd be worth their while getting a lipid subfraction test. 100%, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah I, to I to really find what yeah. 
you know, the devil in the detail. Yeah, I reckon. And then push your doctor. Like if they're yeah. pushing you to try and do something you don't want to do, get them to give you a coronary calcium scan. Yeah. If, you're, if you're super worried and they're trying to put the fear of God into you, like have any of you guys had a? I have. Yep. I had the same as you guys. I went in and they, your cholesterol was way too high. Yeah, lipid. Uh, and I said, well, I gave it my doctor pretty much this information. Yep. And I said, look, if you send me for a coronary calcium score and it comes back with any number, I'll go on your, I've talked about this on the podcast before, yep. but I'll go on your statin drugs. I knew it was probably going to be clear. Yep. And I went in and it was clear and I didn't yep. hear back from them. <laughs> so they, to her credit, she said, yeah, okay, go have the test. Yeah, cool. I think it was only a, from memory, it was only 150 bucks something, and yeah. went in. It's not much, and they do a bit of a scan, and yep. out you come. And was that 150 out of pocket for you, or just 150 and oh, it was all covered? Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. I think in America you can order them without a doctor's prescription for like 99 American bucks. Is that right? I wish you could do that over here because I yeah. probably do one every 10 years or so. Just to yeah, absolutely. It's probably down, it's probably about time. It's probably five or six years ago I went now, so yeah. it's probably good to go and get it. Yeah. I guess it's good getting a baseline of, I'm especially you would be fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess you know we, we talk about it. Well, if cholesterol is not the root cause of cardiovascular disease, what is? That's what I was sort of getting at before when I mm. asked you, Smithy. Is well, well, a lot of a lot of the experts are saying it's insulin resistance. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. And metabolic syndrome, or, and whether those are related. It's uh, you know you're getting metabolic syndrome because of insulin resistance then or vice versa it's probably it's probably more of a so I mean it's good these tests are great you can go and quantify it but mm. there's some things you can do so you know you know metabolic syndrome you're looking at sort of gout some cancers stroke type 2 diabetes even Alzheimer's those kind of things hypertension I think in there as well hypertension yeah and then sort of things that cause or can contribute to that are we've talked about triglycerides but having high blood triglycerides um, low HDL so we talked about that ratio being that's out of whack it's the wrong way around so if your waist is large Mm -hmm. you've got a large waist measurement increased blood pressure increased blood sugar and I don't know if that's based you know whether that comes before insulin resistance so Insulin resistance is where your well, insulin is one of the master hormones made by the pancreas, so it's there to regulate your blood glucose or blood sugar, essentially. Mm. So food comes in in the form of carbohydrates or whatever it might be. Insulin is released from the pancreas to then bring that number back down, either store the excess or use it as energy. Um, so they're too much too much sugar constantly bombarding your bloodstream increases your insulin and then essentially that mechanism doesn't really work over time if you keep damaging it so then that leads to sort of pre-diabetes diabetes they reckon 52% of people in America have pre-diabetes and then when you look at say I talked about Robert Kraft He's pretty much one the one that came up with that glucose test. So you, you know you take glucose tolerance test. Glucose tolerance test. You take the 
75 grams of glucose or whatever it is and then you yep. watch how your body reacts how the insulin comes in levels it back out and if that spikes up or hangs around over time mm. then it's possible that you have diabetes yeah so there's a, half of the half of americans have close to that and then they reckon if they did that test it would be more like 60 to 65 percent based yeah, wow. on yeah and then Something I think the research. I think I've seen, I've definitely heard some people talk about if they included your insulin number in that because they look at your glucose yes. number, like how quickly your glucose returns to baseline. If yep. they then looked at the amount of insulin that your body had to release to get that effect, which is probably an even earlier marker of that, they might find there's even a higher number of people who are yep. definitely on that slippery slope, like maybe not diabetic because they don't use that as their clinical marker, but certainly it's a it's a red flag. Yeah. It's like, okay, you can get back to baseline, but your body is having to release a ton of insulin, which means that your cells, the cell receptors are getting less sensitive to insulin, insulin, yes. insulin insensitive. Yeah. So that's what this craft fellow said was that you should be looking at insulin. Like yeah. Talk about yeah. So like we're I looking at blood glucose, but they they should be looking at insulin and then there'd be more people yeah. <laughs> than a diabetic. Yeah. I, I reckon it's a travesty that you go to the doctor and they say, oh, let's see how, how well you're going. Fast. We'll do fasting glucose. Yeah. We well, are yeah, fine, but look at fasting insulin as well, and then see how much insulin your body is needing to keep that glucose at that level. Yeah. Like, it's such cheap test to chuck on. Yeah, yeah. You're already yeah. fasted anyway. Yeah. But like, have a look at it, and then you're getting a much greater picture of how your body is controlling. Absolutely. Your glucose level, but it doesn't seem to be something that happens too much. So the, well, the one thing, how do you change insulin resistance? Insulin resistance. We, it's fairly easy, yeah. really, and yep. controversial. But type two diabetes can probably be reversed. Oh, definitely can. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, um, if you were going to do, say, you get rid of excess fructose and excess carbs, yep. you can then reset that insulin spike. If you're getting suboptimal omega three, omega six. Uh, sorry, suboptimal omega three, too much omega six, yep. which comes from seed oils. Yep. So we have, we've talked about that a few times. I think we got um, we got a strike on YouTube for talking about mm. seed oils. Yeah, they get cranky about that. I know. No uh, doubt we'll get a strike on this one as well. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Most definitely. The other one, the other one is how do we change that insulin resistance? Suboptimal vitamin D. Yes. Mm. Not getting enough sun. Vitamin K and not enough magnesium. These are all sounding like ancestral uh, things. So eat yeah. well, sleep, get some sun, not getting enough sleep. Sleep, yeah. Mm. So we talked about cortisol in that last episode. We're not getting enough sleep. Cortisol is high, and it helps store that fat. Mm. So you know you're eating. And it spikes too much. your blood sugar. It spikes your blood yeah. sugar. Um, yeah. yeah. It's a glucocorticoid releases yes. glucose massively. Yeah. yeah. So if we're we're stress having too control, much yeah. ancestral yeah, yeah stress control if we're having too much glucose the body stores it as fat mm-hmm. and that's why you get that waste that larger waste measurement yeah yeah. Yep. so yeah easy easy to change it really mm. and one thing that is not talked about and doctors aren't mentioning really yeah how much how much fructose are you having yeah exactly how much carbohydrates are you having yeah, yeah. it's 500 grams a day, oh geez, that's probably too much. Yeah. Let's yeah. maybe reduce it to 150, because that's manageable. 150, you could do yep. 150 grams of carbohydrates a day, and that's that's still even having a couple of pieces of fruit and maybe a bit of toast, yep. you know? 
Oh, well, yeah. You don't have to fully eliminate it, but mm. maybe you maybe you reduce it and look what happens. Well, the funny thing about people that go on keto diets is if you follow a keto diet for long enough, you will probably fail a glucose tolerance test. Yeah. Because your body is just not used to coping with large boluses of glucose. Yeah, right. It's like a lot of people who have been in ketosis on a keto diet for a few years, most of them will fail the glucose tolerance test. So you go to your doctor, they'll be like, mate, you're diabetic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. is that right? You're not. Your body is just using yeah, the best for fuel. That's what they would assume. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Wow. So I think people are coming around on being ketogenic all the time, all the time, every time. I think yeah. there's a, there is a possibility that there, you know, there is a place for more glucose for those people. I agree with yeah. that. As in, yeah. you know, natural sources, honey, fruit. Yeah. Correct. Um, yeah. You know, not your ultra-processed foods, no. but something, you know, it looks... More like ancestral living, yeah. get it? So and that's like a fruit or a vegetable or some honey. Yeah. Or something like that's probably okay. Berries, you know, those kind of things. Yeah. Go and pound some high energy uh, fructose corn Just syrup. get a Gatorade into you. Basically, <laughs> basically, <laughs> you, <laughs> basically just avoid anything. Like you can combine so many different diet plans, keto, carnivore, yeah, yeah, Mediterranean, paleo, whatever. Combine them all because they're all inclusive of natural foods yeah. just eliminate packaged yeah. foods anything that comes out of a packet or with more than three to five ingredients on it fuck it off yeah. and you're laughing yeah that's the only thing isn't it just don't eat processed food exactly it's just like one takeaway for what to eat yeah we fixed we're fixing food. problems here yeah, we're fixing the world, the world yeah, 100%. yeah but you're right get rid of anything processed if you had a look at if you if you eliminate anything with seed oils in it and gluten in it or wheat you're probably going to be all right. Yeah. If you look at a label, a package, a food you know, information label on, a, on, a, on an item, and it's got all these ingredients on it, like I'm looking at these now and I just, I just put it straight down. I just yeah. can't even fathom consuming that yeah. or putting that in my body. Yeah. I, don't think, I can't even read half of this shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Anything chemically sounding. Nah. Every now and then you find something that's gold that yeah. you get really impressed by, but yeah. rarely. Yeah. 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 If it's on a shopping shelf, it's got, yeah. a, it's got to have to have additives to it yes. to keep it you know, yep. edible for a long time I found these little bars from Aldi just going off on a big tangent here mm. I think they're called paleo bars or something like that they're essentially just uh, nuts dates cacao and olive oil I think or something like yeah, that right. and that's the only thing that's in them mm. I love them yeah, yeah, yeah. right there you got go. a lot of carbs but I'm, I'm oh. carb phobic I'll yeah. enjoy a carb or two yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah they're just pretty good just, just talking about <laughs> just a real handy little well you know I think I think carbohydrates do have their place well absolutely and if you're active and yeah. you're out and about yeah. you, you need them really yeah, yeah. I reckon yeah yeah. Um, yeah so I don't know what the LDL content is but I'm not too worried about that no getting back on point it's hard to uh, it's hard to know mm. But um, yeah, there's a, just for anyone that listens to uh, Rogan and you know, three quarters of the world probably do. Yeah. Um, episode uh, two zero six zero twenty sixty was uh, had Gary Brecker, Brecker on it or Gary Brecker, um, and he's a guy. He's not a doctor, although I think he's got a doctorate in human biology, but he's not a practicing doctor. Mm. But within his organisation, he has practicing doctors to consult with with patients. Mate, have a listen to this guy. This guy is just a wealth of knowledge. The whole basis around the podcast is the process of methylation mm-hmm. and how that can be promoted to, to alleviate a lot of health issues. And he talks a lot about um, some, um, some supplements that, are, that have helped. And, and their main case study is Dana White, you know, the president of the UFC. Yeah, yeah. Because apparently he was going down a real bad health 
health track there for a while. Yep. But he was he had a lot going on. He was very yeah, like four hours of sleep, yeah, ultra processed foods, mm. heaps of stress. Yeah, you know, running the UFC. Yeah, you know, yep. he was uh very unwell. Yeah, he, he's but he was a good test case because oh, he man. fixed him up pretty they, good. They reckon this guy, um, Gary Brecker, has has turned Dana White around. Yeah. So right. can, can I just play this twenty second grab? Uh, it's it's on public um, uh, platforms or whatever, so it's not it's it's Dana White um, talking as a result of this. So I'll just play it for you. It's so that might be allowed there. Yeah. Never talk to a doctor about my general health ever again. If I break my arm, I'm going to go see a doctor. If I need surgery, I'm going to go see a doctor. My general health, never again. None of them know what they're talking about. They're all full of shit. <laughs> all they know is to put you on pills and put you on medicine. That's all they know. Fucking A, man. Emergency medicine is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Surgery is amazing. Yeah. The rest of it, fucking take it all over. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. That was an interesting. Hey, like, this guy, his, his life has been saved. Really, yeah. like his longevity has been increased by this guy's help. But he, he, Dana White had probably good reason to say that because for fifteen years he'd been going to a doctor and all they'd been doing is giving him pills and he'd yeah. been getting worse and worse. Yeah, and he's like he's at wit's end, going, "What the fuck do I do? I can't mm. sleep. Have some sleeping pills. Yeah, I've got no energy. Have some stimulants. I'm too fat. Yeah, Give too me fat. this. Yeah, you guys heard about that new fat loss pill? Going up on another uh, tangent here that was really sweeping the world by storm for a while. It was really yeah, making people. Oh, is that the diabetic Olympia or something? The diabetic one. Oh, what was it called? It's no, diabetic. it was like a weight loss pill. Yeah, Ozempa. Yeah, Ozempa or something. Yeah, P. Something like that. People were losing their mind about the results. Then they worked out that a lot of the a lot of the weight that people were losing was like bone mineral density muscle. Yeah, they're working out that like fucking some crazy amount of the weight that you're losing was your bone and your muscle. Shit. Wow. Yeah, just fucking released on the uh, yeah, as in pack or something. As in yeah. 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 We're talking about drugs. This statins, yeah, concept. This. We might as well talk about statins. It blows me away. It's fucking yeah. You, you like you mentioned earlier, Jones. You were humans are at a time of their life cycle where the, their brain is still still producing cholesterol, or their body's producing cholesterol for brain health and that sort of thing. And we're then introducing. Um, drug to reduce that cholesterol production yeah. um, which therefore is going to have effects on the brain and it also therefore the cholesterol is obviously as we mentioned before is responsible for our hormone production mm -hmm. so in men particularly um, on statins you're going to see a massive drop in testosterone yeah so we're sort of wondering why of sexual function loss of libido yeah yeah, yeah. And, and these all these symptoms are put down to uh, just getting old oh, oh, it's just a matter yeah. of getting old <laughs> Like fuck that. Yeah. that is, if you can't see the relationship yeah. between this a drug like this, what is what it's doing, and and the side effects of it, man, there's you know. So there's a stat here: um, people with previous heart issues on long-term statins to to decrease their cholesterol will increase their life expectancy by five days. Five days, yeah. Yep. So if you've had, you go to the doctor, you've got heart condition, you know, he says, oh, your, your cholesterol's too high, yep. chuck you on statins, over your remaining period of your life, you're going to increase your expectancy by five okay. days. With all those side effects. With all the side effects. So you've got nausea, muscle pain's a big one. 
headaches, digestive issues, constipation, diarrhea, sleep problems. Yep. So again, we're talking about some lifestyle issues that you really, really need as you're getting older and yep. for, for your mental health. Yep. Um, sleep problems and low blood um, low blood platelet counts <laughs> has also been attributed to statins yep. and the cost of it 25 to 30 bucks I don't know how much last you like what a month maybe you're spending all these this money on this drug that's having all these other side effects and affecting your health oh, I just don't get it yeah. I just really really don't get it and to add to I had all the same stuff that you had earlier i think it was you that mentioned the link between like low cholesterol and dementia yeah so there was one study that looked at people who had dementia who were taking statins and so all these people had dementia and were taking statins so reduce statins to reduce your cholesterol even further so they took them off the statins for six weeks oh right all of these dementia people their cognition increased wow quite a bit then they put them back on statins all of their cognition went back down again. Uh, wow. So it was sad, a short, it was a short trial. So so that's only, can know, I, can I play six, another video, right? So it's, it's about a minute. It goes for a minute, yeah. but we'll explain. It's a doctor. His name is um, Dr. Joel Wallach. Uh, and he will explain exactly the reason what you just said there, Smithy. Yeah, he will explain the reason why. All right, so I'll play this video. It's, it's pretty cool. I sent it to my mum. Uh-huh, they grow husband. chickens without skin. I don't know, but they figured that one out. You're better off throwing away the chicken and eating the skin. Yeah, then if you can't get your blood cholesterol below 200, right. normal, remember, it's 220, 270. Jeez, what's going on there? Chicken skin. It's a minute. word from our sponsors. It's a minute 13. No, lost it. Wait, here it comes. Dr. Joel Wallach. Alzheimer's disease did not occur 40 years ago, even by another name. Now, it's the number four killer of adults in the United States over the age of 65. Now, what is Alzheimer's disease? Well, it's the going away of the myelin, the insulation material in the brain, the white matter of the brain, which makes up 75% of the brain weight. When the myelin goes away and you don't have enough raw materials to replace it, these naked nerve fibers get all tangled up. You've all heard of the nerve tangles, right, in the myelin. They short circuit and your memory doesn't work. That's what, that's what Alzheimer's is. Well, this myelin in the brain that makes up 75% of your brain weight is 100% cholesterol. So you go on a cholesterol-restricted diet, you're eating egg beaters instead of eggs, you're eating egg white omelets, you're eating margarine and, and canola oil instead of cream and butter and lard and eggs, and you're eating tofu instead of red meat, you're eating boneless, skinless chicken breasts. Now, how they grow chickens without skin, I don't know, but they figured that one out. You're better off throwing away the chicken and eating the skin. Then, if you can't get your blood cholesterol below 200, normal, remember, it's 220, 270, if you can't get your blood cholesterol below 200, they give you cholesterol-lowering drugs. And then you can't remember who you are because you have Alzheimer's disease. Now, because you can't rebuild the myelin in the brain. That was a quick minute. That guy talked very I fast. Was, uh, I think he might have had a couple of uh, cafe lattes that day. <laughs> <laughs> he had some of those nootropics. He might have had some nicotine. He might have had some nicotine and some caffeine that day. <laughs> Maybe some He might have had some modafinil as well. <laughs> now, how's the message there? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, spot on. Well, I'll add to that because I've also got some further stats. Um, people who are taking statin drugs, their rate of um, amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, Lou Gehrig's disease (ALS), is 107 times more likely. Not 107 percent. 107 times. Wow. So that's over 100,000 percent higher on statins. What's that disease? Uh, so the common name is Lou Gehrig's disease, right. or ALS. Amyotrophic lateral sclerosis. And what does that do? Uh, it's something to do with the... Uh, sclerosis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. So, yeah. 
uh, and uh, motor neurone disease, yeah. um, which you guys have heard of, yeah. 57 times more likely. So over 50,000% wow, more likely. These are in the um, product disclosure packaging statements that you get with, you know, you get your bottle to your drugs and there'll be like a little pamphlet that you fold yeah. out. Yeah. Those stats are in certain brands of statin. Wow. Yep. In the small print somewhere. <sighs> so, yeah, I mean, not for me. No. Not for me. And pretty hard to find some mainstream information on this because if you just chuck in, you know, Google, um, it's not going to give you anything really that's going to make you think I shouldn't go on statins. You're going to go to Healthline, WebMD, Mayo Clinic, Mayo Clinic, Wikipedia. Clinic, yeah. And you get muddled, don't you? Yeah. Like for every study you find that says it's bad, there's another one that says it's neutral, another one says it's good, and you know, it's like, oh, fuck, I don't know. Yeah. You know, just listen to my doctor. It's a multi million dollar industry. Listen to Dana it? White. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen to Dana. I think we should uh, finish on that. on that. Yeah. What should, we, should we finish on Dana again? What would Dana do? <laughs> what would Dana do? <laughs> WWDD. <D-D. laughs> like the medical industry needs to start having more people sort of revolt against their yeah. just one-sided view of just everything is fixed with a pill. Mate, I reckon that's start going. Smithy, I reckon that's happening. I reckon that's happening, mate. Yep. I, I think trust in doctors has declined massively in yeah. the last five or ten years. And definitely. People are starting to ask more questions. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And I hope more people are starting to educate themselves a little bit. So when you have those awkward conversations in the doctor's surgery, you go, well, what about this? And they go, oh, bleh, bleh, bleh. yeah. And I, I, yeah. And I, I know before you were saying, um, you know, doctors, I don't think they want to do the wrong thing. No, they don't, no. They don't. But then again, do they have an obligation to look into the latest research? And not just be told by the AMA or whoever it is, this is how it is. Mm, they yeah. don't, they don't, and the whole system's broken, right? Because they don't have that opportunity. They don't have, they don't have a day off where they can just do research. They have one million patients a day. You've got yep. seven minutes. Get in, get out, fix that guy. Well, the system's broken from the start Absolutely. when they go to university. Yeah. So the university, medical universities, are funded by pharmaceutical companies. Yeah. They don't do any nutrition training. They don't. I yeah. do about four hours over there, six years. Oh yeah, four hours. solid. <laughs> also low fat. Eat your canola. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Get your canola. And I read somewhere on. where the um, their tutorial, whatever they learn on vaccines, is probably like half a day or something. Yeah, I found. They, yeah. they learn fuck all about yeah. vaccines. Yeah. So I'm sure if you went to a doctor and asked, oh, so doc, what's the side effect of this statins or this vaccine or whatever, he probably couldn't yeah, tell you. Or insert any drug. He'd probably Google it. No, it's, yeah. it's, it's okay. The, yeah. the side effects are minimal. Yeah. Maybe oh, a bit of nausea. Oh, you might get a little, yeah. little headache. You might have a little bit of constipation. We've got another pill for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that muscle pain, we'll get rid of that straight away. Get some oxy, you'll be up I and about. I think that's what happened to Dana White. He just kept getting pills. And yeah. It's a fucking rabbit hole. Like, you go on one, and then that has a side effect which requires another one <laughs> and so on and so on and around the merry go round we go and before you know it you're 60 years old you're taking 12 medications every That's day the industry, so many you got one of those fucking Webster pack things from the pharmacist because yeah. you can't even keep track of what you're putting down your gullet yeah. and no one knows the interactions what does this yeah. one do with that one oh. yeah. yeah 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 it's uh, this um just we'll finish off on this but this doctor I thought um, we fixed it before now we're back around and yeah this doctor Gary Brecker <laughs> on the Rogan podcast came had a great quote, um, and because they were talking about how all these illnesses and, 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 and things that happen to us are a result of old age, and 
He said, old age is the persistent pursuit of comfort. Mm. And I found that so... That's pretty dope. Such a great line because so many things that we can avoid in our health, like negative things, can be avoided if we put our body under good duress. Mm. Like your cold water immersion, like your sauna, like hard exercise. Being a little bit hungry sometimes. Going fasting. He he did talk about that. He did say, Brecker did say, we're never ever not hungry. No, yeah, we're constantly so we can't. Yeah, we can't have the pang of hunger. And you're like, oh, I've got to get yeah. eat now. So, well, undernourished and overfed. Yeah, that's yeah. not what would have happened ancestrally. No, you yeah. would have been hungry for days, and that's why fasting works so well. Because yeah, mm. yep. Anyway, cut you off again. No, great saying. Mm, yeah, getting old is the persistent pursuit of comfort. Mm. That sounds like let's the modern more. world. Let's not exercise. Let's stay warm. Let's not expose ourselves to risk yeah. or harm. Can't or get warm. You're old. Be careful. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Do you need a chair? Yeah. <laughs> Can yeah. I get your wheelchair? Yeah. I oh, don't go out in the sun, Grandma. You might get oh, burned. You could get a skin cancer. Huh? Yeah. 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 The one that always made me laugh was you know when your parents would say, "Don't go out in the cold." You get cold. Oh, you yeah. get a cold. Yeah. Don't go out in the rain. You get a cold. Yeah. What kind of horse shit is that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should Makes, be letting your kids yeah, go out in the rain no and play in the mud. Yeah. Go out get some and dirt oh, yeah. under their fingernails, yeah. get some germs. Yeah. Kids love playing in the rain. Yeah. We've become so risk averse. Don't touch yeah. that animal, it's dirty. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. If you look at the studies, kids that play with animals got much less allergies, much more healthy. Yeah. 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 But animals are dirty. Yeah. yeah. We are. We are solving yeah. all the problems of the world. And every single time, it comes back to just and the way our ancestors would have done it and natural living. Totally yeah. agree, mate. I think. CJ, you spoke about one of these days we should talk about minimalism, which we should. Absolutely, yeah. And that goes across to, to you know, the way you eat, the way you live your life, your healthcare, everything. Just be minimalist and just yeah. just choose very little and have yeah. a, a good input. Or stoicism. Stoicism. Along those lines. Mm. Maybe we'll talk about that next. See, when I think of minimalism, I always think of those people living in those little tiny houses. Yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> the one bedroom house, house yeah. with the toilet, the kitchen, yeah. the, the loft little thing you can yep. carry it around on a trailer? Yep. Tiny house. <laughs> let's, let's definitely talk about that because that's the perception. We let's uh, debunk that. Yeah. yeah, let's chat about that. I'd be yeah. interested in delving into that a bit further. Yeah, but today's been good. I enjoyed that. Very chat. good. Yeah, interesting topic. Nerding out in the middle. No nah, man, that was a um, nerd stroke. Good points, man. Good points. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully the listeners did too. Mm. Yeah, I hope I didn't lose too many people. Yeah. Where can they contact us, CJ? Modernancestralman at gmail.com if they got any tips or would like us to talk about a topic. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah flick us through some random ones. Random yeah, topic. had had a couple of questions. Mm. We maybe we do an AMA, ask me. Have we had a couple of questions? Yeah, like that coffee and yeah, right. cold plunging and oh, yeah. uh, vitamin D. Yeah. So probably could follow up on a few of those. So now we've had a few questions from YouTube, like what the fuck are you guys talking about? <laughs> 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 You've now been cancelled. Seed <laughs> oh, well. oils, what are you? Fuck them. Yeah, yeah, yeah anyway. about it. Let's finish on that. Fuck them. Egg attack.